Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Please welcome your CEO coach. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom-built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, set up to staffing, the CEO Coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO Coach, Jillian Music. And welcome this fine Monday morning, a week after SES New York. It was wonderful to interview a whole lot of folks there and to get to know some new folks in the industry. This week, we're going to talk a little bit about your message, the message inside and outside your office. So you've decided to start a company, and so far it's a company of one. That's easy. The message is totally maintained. It's whatever you say or whatever you don't. I guess it's not not totally maintained. Um, sometimes you, you have a little too much to drink, sometimes you're just too tired, and sometimes you're just thoughtless and you say, I wish I hadn't said that. Nevertheless, you have control over the conversation. As soon as you have one more person in your office, the conversations that get had about your company, uh, the conversations that you hear others report back to you, suddenly begin to change. It's like a game of telephone. You think you're getting a clear message out to your public, whether it's inside or outside your office, but not always. By the time you've got 10, 15, then 20, 50, 100 more people, the conversations that get had about your company, your products and services, and about the uh, state and health of the industry at large begin to affect you greatly, and they often change at a moment's notice. So how do you get a handle on what this conversation sounds like, and how do you get a handle on things like gossip, uh, internal stuff, rumors that go inside or outside? 
everything that goes on inside your office affects your image outside your office. And as we've been talking about for a long time now, Social media doesn't change the message, it merely speeds the delivery and widens or broadens the depth and breadth of its reception. So in other words, things go out faster to more people and you have less control with no time, if you will, to spin the subject or spin the story. So expect the truth to get out, but also expect the truth to get warped like a game of telephone. The first thing I would suggest as you begin to look at the structure of your company is to understand the communication processes. One of the worst things for a company, I mean really a kiss of death, can be in the communication processes being too thin or too informal inside a corporation. So as quickly as humanly possible, once you have even three or four or five people I would suggest that you get in place a standardized communication process for the work that you're doing. It's an all-staff email. Create all-staff as soon as there's just two of you. Right? By the time you're 20 and 50 and 100 and 200, you will be very grateful for the concept of all-staff. Right? Then get some rules about when you use all-staff. All-staff is used for reporting what you did this week. When there's only a few of you in the office, each one will report to the other in an all-staff email on a regular basis, whether it's on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Thursday, Tuesday, I don't care. You choose the date and you choose the day, right? But once a week in a five-day or seven-day week, you decide that, that all of you will communicate together about what each of you has accomplished. Now, once you have a larger group, you're going to want people within a department to report to their senior level and either that person or someone designated inside that group or pod or a department, whatever you want to call it, will then report to the rest of the company. So, for example, here at SEOMAS, we have a number of all-staff emails that go out every single week. Engineering sends something out, but we also have a big data report. That's the folks who just focus on Linkscape. So they're not focusing on the development of the website or new projects like R&D or any other such thing. They're just focusing on the big data flow. These are the guys who handle the API, the Linkscape flow of data. Right? They have a big data report. Somebody in the pod is designated to tell us all the things that are going on. How much have we crawled, whether we're on target with red, green, orange, right, and so on, or yellow, uh, as to whether or not we're going to hit a target for size of crawl, for dates of uh, uh, deployment, all of those kinds of things. Using the color code red, green, and yellow is understood by everybody. Right? That's how we cross the street here and in Beijing and everywhere in between. So that's a good thing. You can use that to say, red, we're going to have some problems reaching something. Senior level management can immediately see, as well as folks from, for example, in our industry, uh, marketing and uh, management and uh, customer service, all of those departments can quickly see whether or not we're going to have an issue with a particular launch of something. So if big data tells us we're going to be slow in launching a the next uh, uh, Linkscape uh, you know, um, 
uh, report there, then they know whether or not they're going to send out emails, whether they're going to tweet this, whether we're going to announce that on Facebook or on our blog. People are all included in what's going on. Nobody's left in the dark. The same thing then goes for marketing. They tell us basic metrics. They'll tell us how many people we've got signed up, how many people have a free trial, how many people have uh, uh, dropped off the system. Uh, They tell us how many folks who have signed up have a campaign or more than one campaign or following so many keywords. In other words, minor metrics as well. From the major to the minor, the emails are always organized in the same way. You begin with major information, major milestones, things that you want everyone to know about in a heartbeat. Is it going to reach this deadline? Are we going to launch on time? Is it going to make the size that we wanted it to? Have we reached the numbers of customers we're looking to reach? Have they signed on, not signed on, so on? Those are the major metrics. Then you drill into the lower ones. What are reasons for this or that? What was the cause of this or that being green, yellow, or red? That's the subset of information. So think of it like headlines and paragraphs, but the whole thing comes as often as possible in bullets and segmented. Now, again, everyone has the same process for showing things, red, green, yellow. We all see charts and graphs with which we become comfortable over time. The first time it takes quite a bit to create a graph around the stuff that you're doing and talking about. You've got to set up your Excel sheets or whatever it is and, and pull it together. The next time it's easier to update it so it takes less time, less manpower. Right? And by the time you're doing it on a regular basis, it's just a few moments each week to update these numbers. And the same thing goes for the reader. The first time the reader sees charts and graphs associated with a specific all-staff email, whether it's coming from your technology departments, your management department, your marketing department, production departments, whatever it is you're doing, right? the first time we read those things, it takes a little while to sort it out. Oh, okay, I've got this, and, and those are bars, and this one's a pie, and something else, and that one will be a, a line graph, and it's doing this, that, and I want this one to go up and that one to go down, right? But the next time I read it, it takes me a little less time. And about three weeks into it, I'm already comfortable with it. I already know which bar I'm looking for. Is it going up? Is that one going down? Is the other one chunky enough? Right? Did this pie get uh, you know, rearranged in the ways I want it to? We begin to know it. And we gather huge amounts of information from these infographics. And we are able then to all understand it over a cross-platform. So I travel a great deal. And because I travel a great deal, these all-staff emails keep me posted on every step and phase of the organization along the way. More importantly, it keeps the entire staff connected. We're going to take a break here at uh, CEO Coach, and when we come back, we're going to talk about gossip. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, Link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit imninjas.com. The Ninjas. Oh. 
are coming. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. As you know, being an expert at f***... (gasps) What did she say? ...requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f***? Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f***... Performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Warning! Listening to WebmasterRadio.fm daily may cause Webmaster insomnia and an increase in your company's profits. WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay up with us all night long. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hi, this is Jillian Music at CEO Coach. We're back. We're talking about managing the message inside and outside the office. So the first thing we talked about was all staff emails. It's keeping everyone posted about what every department is up to. Keeping yourself uh, really posted on metrics is brilliant. First of all, metrics-driven companies are successful, and non-metrics-driven companies tend to be a total wreck. Don't be a train wreck. Follow the metrics know what your metrics are, know the ones that make a difference to you, and we'll have an entire show all about what metrics you should be tracking in the future. But for today, let's talk about the process. And that process is to have every single department report every single week. It doesn't matter what day of the week, and it doesn't matter if they all report on the same day, and perhaps even preferably not, so you can all digest stuff at different times. But when everyone in your business knows where each department is at all times, all the projects are at all times, the message you want inside the office, as close to total transparency as possible, is achieved. And when you do that, it is far easier than to manage the message outside your office. And that's where we come into the word gossip. Gossip happens when people don't know stuff. When I don't know something and someone else tells me, I could take it as gospel truth or I could take it as gossip, one or the other. Close-sounding words and not so related. So the question is, what do you want to have traveling around, either inside or outside your office? You'd rather have truth and based on metrics than gossip. How do you get rid of gossip? My first tip on getting rid of gossip is total transparency from the top to the bottom and every side to side. Think about that. Total transparency. Tell everybody how much you're making and how much you're losing and what you're spending and how far the the funding you just got is going to go. How about you get to transparency before you're ready to fire someone, before you have to start laying off staff because you can't afford them? How about you let people know where things really stand at every step of the way? 
you might get a whole lot of ideas that'll help you stay out of the problem zones. Right? And in truth, I'm sure you're going to get a whole lot of ideas. You let people know immediately, we've been funded for a million bucks, five million bucks, 20 million bucks, whatever it is. Hooray, we're off and running. And you keep them posted. We've already burned a million bucks and it's only six weeks. What do we spend it on? Tell them. Find out yourself. Be metrics driven. Once you do that, everybody knows. And they say, oh my goodness, we've already spent five of our 20. That doesn't mean we're all getting laid off this month. It does mean every one of us had better start focusing on how to save the rest of it, right? Spend it very wisely and to do more with less resources. And then you'll find yourself running through the dip of the funding, maybe somewhere around the $5 million mark instead of the $1 million mark scraping the bottom of your barrel. Or maybe you'll find yourself making it on 500000 and again those numbers go to making it not with $1,000 left in your bank or $100 left in your bank as you come out of that dip and get into profitability. Hopefully you don't go back in the red. You'll find yourself doing it instead with more money and more effort from all of your team members to make things work. That's why you get transparent inside. That's why you follow the metrics and that's why those emails go out every single week. So, step number one to stopping gossip, give people some serious truth and keep them informed at all times. I cannot have gossip if I've got truth there. Somebody else would say, oh, no, that's not quite right. We have more information about this. We have an email on that. I have information from so-and-so. So that tamps it down. Now, let's talk about some generic stuff on gossip. Do women really gossip more than men? I came upon a couple of fascinating articles recently. One of them, let's see if I can uh, get that specific piece for you. Yes, one of them is from paultrout.com, P-A-U-L-T-R-O-U-T, an executive consultant. And it says, are men bigger work gossips? So he's combined the findings of three different studies, and I found many more. And the conclusion is always, yes, men gossip more than women. There's an interesting idea. Traditionally, it's always been thought to be the other way around. The first study that uh, Paul Trout uh, collected was from Kate Fox of Social Issues Research Center. And among her findings were that men gossip just as much as women, but men are more likely to gossip with work colleagues, partners, and female friends, while women gossip with same-sex friends and family. So, <coughs> excuse me. So, <coughs> sorry about that, everybody. Uh, so, men gossip with work colleagues, partners, and female friends. That means that they're more likely, actually, to spread rumors around an office. Very important to keep the men informed. The other interesting thing, though, is that women, uh, there's a perception that women speak, physically speak, more words per day than men. Turns out, it's a stereotype. No scientific study has ever proven it. Every scientific study shows that men and women speak approximately the same number of words per day. 16,000. It's a lot of words. So again, we're going back to the message. Make sure those words are the words you want to get out to the general public. Now, this came as a surprise to researchers because it debunks this myth that women speak more than men. But the topics that men gossip about versus women do change. So another study was talking about women gossiping about merely 40 subjects. 
men will only do four, work, sports, jokes, and women. Men then have a higher percentage of words spoken about work than women would because they only have four subjects. Very interesting. So a more focused life and, if you will, a broader fabric life. Again, that would feel intuitively congruent, that women manage more pieces, uh, hold more puppets on the strings of their fingers in general throughout life. And apparently, even in the 21st century, that seems to hold true. Now, the question is whether men are able to label what they do as gossiping. And the answer is no. They tend to use the words networking, catching up, or bullshitting. But women will honestly say, yeah, I was gossiping. So again, interesting in how people look at it, but regardless of the words around it, words about your office, your industry, and your relationship among and with your staff, is being discussed always. So very much like uh, folks here in the search marketing world tell our customers, yeah, that train left the station. In social media, you're already being discussed. Don't worry about diving into Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Trust me, they're already there doing it. The only thing that's really wrong is you're not even answering. Same thing goes inside your office. As a CEO or a president of your company, the discussion's already happening. The gossip, regardless of what the words are around it, whether you're male or female and prefer to call it this or that, right, is already going on. So get with it. Now, women do tend to use more animated tones when they're gossiping. And animated tones are often associated with the process of gossip. And therefore, men feel that it is, if you will, unmanly to do so. So they come up with other words around it. Nevertheless, they share that kind of information. So what does it all mean? First of all, stereotypes in the workplace don't make a difference. Men will gossip just as much, and they will gossip more about your business than women will. Number two, the critical source of informal information within a corporation has always been assumed to come from women. Do not overlook the value of cultivating informal information in men as well. If you want to spread information throughout an office, you often will turn to a woman and say, make sure everyone knows this. Don't fail to do the same with men. After all, they speak commonly about work in the office place. Now, The word gossip has a negative connotation, and there should be a negative connotation. Gossip is replacing, if you will, truthful spread of information in in an organized way, right? But really, gossip is also just informal spread of information. You can think of it, if you will, in a more positive tone. It is not necessary to share everything through an all-staff email. It's just fine to share things personally and spread it around the office that way. Sharing good news, sharing a success, and so on. Not every single piece has to be shared with every single person. Around here at SEO Moz, we do have all staffs when somebody has a baby. We don't have all staffs when somebody, I don't know, wins a soccer tournament or runs a marathon. Right? That will 
go around in the office. But we do encourage people to share that news. And every now and then, if there's been an extraordinary achievement outside the field of our business, we will mention it in an all-staff or even at an all-hands meeting that so-and-so has accomplished this or that. Pretty good stuff. It helps to solidify the nature of the communication in your company. It helps to solidify the fact that you understand that your team, the staff of people that work with you and for your company, are focused on more than just the work. It's also important to say when someone is pleased and cheering about a particular, I don't know, design they've built for your next launch or whatever it is, that that word gets around the office. But following the metrics for the basic information about the health and welfare of the company is the critical piece that puts the foundation down around all the other conversation inside an office. And what goes on inside an office will always get out. Remember, social media, which is nothing more than technologically based gossip, right, merely speeds the delivery and spreads the breadth and depth of the reception of that message. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Open your windows for a breath of fresh air. WebmasterRadio.fm And hey, Mac, we're here for you too. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. 
And welcome back as we wrap up this Monday morning session. We're talking about gossip and the message you want inside and outside your company. We talked a lot about managing the message inside. So as we think about the last piece of this, it's the outside message. How do you get the message out to the world about everything from branding to uh, what you do and so on. Well, that's part of your marketing department's information. But it also is an awful lot about what your staff is going to say about you, about you as a leader, about your company as a whole, about other individuals within the company, and about how they like working there, about what they feel that they are building and producing and putting toward the greater good of themselves, their society at large, and so on. So the message outside, is it okay to ask your team, for example, to keep secrets while you embrace this idea of tag fee, this as total as possible, transparency, which is the beginning of that tag fee, right? Is that okay? Well, I'd say yes. There are times for all things. There's sometimes expediency around transparency and also, if you will, honorability and understanding the value, the relative value of when it's appropriate to keep secrets and when it's appropriate to let the word out. For example, if you have a big deal you're about to close, uh, you've got a new client that you're wooing, right? And if the word gets out in advance, it really kind of scotches the deal. You can tell your staff internally, we're working on a big client and we don't want to share this with the world yet. Prepare, get ready but keep this secret among us. There are only six degrees of separation between anybody in the world. It's kind of important. People understand that. So it's all right. Sooner or later, that news will get out. Sometimes you have to keep a secret forever. It's time to part with an employee. For whatever reason, you've decided it's time for them to go. But that's between you and the employee. If the employee wishes to share, that's fine. If not, it's not up to you. It's not up to you to reach out to anybody else to share that knowledge inside the company or anything else. Your entire line is about respecting the personal privacy of the person who's leaving. All right? You hired them in almost like a, a marriage, if you will. Right? You've brought them in. You've been together. And as you part, do so with dignity. So under that circumstances, it's okay to say the terms of the deal will remain private. We wish so-and-so the very best as they move forward. Right? Those are the kinds of things that are important to understand. How you manage your message inside will speak to how people inside will manage your message for you on the outside. When you speak with respect, with transparency whenever possible, and with dignity around privacy when not possible or expedient, People inside your company will speak to each other in the same way by your example and by your request that they follow that example. So be open about asking that and they will speak about your company to the rest of the world in that tone as well. It sets up wonderful communications inside and outside your office. We'll be back next week with another uh, broadcast of CEO Coach. You can download these shows at webmasterradio.fm or through iTunes. Till next week, this is Jillian Music on CEO Coach. At Parker, our purpose is simple. 
We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.